Does flattery get you anywhere or nowhere? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 41 of Tractate Sota, and we learn that false flattery is an excuse for not taking the time to appreciate the other person's true qualities. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. In the years following the Hanukkah episode, the Jewish people were led by the Hasmonean family. In an effort to bolster the national identity of Judea, King Hyrcanus converted the resident Idumeans to Judaism. Eventually, however, Antipater the Idumean ingratiated himself to the Roman Empire and was able to wrest control of the country from the Hasmoneans, thus creating a new royal dynasty from his own family. The most famous, or perhaps most precisely infamous, Idumean king of Judea was Herod the Great, Herod fortified the nation with a series of major building projects, including a massive expansion of the Holy Temple. But at the same time, his reign was one of tyranny, as he didn't hesitate to do away with any opponents. Moreover, he imposed impossible taxes upon the people and introduced Roman culture into Jerusalem. Nevertheless, it was not all bad news under the Herodian royal dynasty. His grandson, Agrippus, was a good king who strove to adhere to Torah values and treated his subjects with compassion. A man of the people, he was an active participant in national celebrations, such as the bringing of the first fruits. The Mishnah tells us that he would personally place the basket upon his shoulder and carry it up to Jerusalem. Today's stuff discusses the myths of Hakel. Every seven years, the entire nation would gather in Jerusalem and the king would read aloud the book of Devarim. Says the Mishnah, how does the Torah portion of the king work? At the conclusion of the first day of the festival of Sukkot, in the eighth year after the conclusion of the sabbatical year, they make him a wooden platform for the temple courtyard and he sits on it, as it is stated. At the end of every seven years in the festival, the synagogue attendant takes a Torah scroll and gives it to the head of the synagogue. And the head of the synagogue gives it to the deputy high priest, and the deputy gives it to the high priest, and the high priest gives it to the king. And the king stands and receives the Torah scroll and reads from it while sitting. King Agrippus arose and received the Torah scroll and read from it while standing. And the sages praised him for this, but when he arrived at the verse, you shall not appoint a foreigner as king over you, he began to cry. They said to him, fear not, Agrippus, you are our brother, you are our brother, says the Gemara. It is taught in the name of Rabbi Nassim, at that moment the enemies of the Jewish people, a euphemism for the Jewish people, were sentenced to destruction for flattering Agrippus. Rabbi Shem Chalafta says, from the day that the power of flattery prevailed, judgment has become corrupted and people's deeds have become corrupted and no person can say to another, my deeds are greater than your deeds. For everyone flatters one another and people no longer know the truth. Rabbi Elazar says, any person who has flattery in him brings wrath to the world. As it is stated, but those with flattery in their hearts bring about wrath. And moreover, his prayer is not heard. As it is stated, they do not cry for help when he binds them. And Rabbi Elazar says, any person who has flattery in him falls into Gehenna. Let's analyze the Gemara. This world is a world of falsehood. We are tasked with bringing truth and clarity to the darkness. Fawning, when you praise a person dishonestly, is a type of falsehood that must be avoided. While the sages no doubt just wanted to make King Agrippus feel better about himself, they had no excuse to be sycophantic. Truth must prevail. But do we not have situations when lying is permissible? For example, we're told that Aaron HaKohen was known for his peacemaking talents. He would bring shalom between husbands and wives as well as between feuding friends. How did he do it? He would tell each of the parties that the other one had told him they wanted to make up. 
but they felt awkward and didn't know how to begin the conversation, so he would bring them both to the table, under false pretenses, and save the relationship. What then makes the rabbi's response to King Agrippus so problematic? Surely they were speaking from a well-intentioned place, seeking merely to promote good relations between the monarch and his subjects. Then Azai teaches, do not be disrespectful of any person, for there is no person who does not have his hour. Every individual has unique qualities and a unique mission on earth. If we are dismissive of anyone, we are failing in our obligation to discover his unique contribution to the divine plan. Everyone must be respected because each person has something unique to offer to the world that nobody else has. The corollary of that principle is that we need not baselessly flatter anyone. We need to invest a little effort in figuring out what truly makes each person special. Instead of telling King Agrippus that it was okay for him to be the king, when the Torah clearly states that it's problematic, the sages should have found other ways to console and extol him. Approaches that truly described his greatness. They might have said to him, Your Majesty, amongst our people there is no one with a vision to lead us like you. Your Majesty, many Davidic kings treated their subjects poorly and introduced idolatry into the Holy Land. You are a shining beacon of gracious rule and God is undoubtedly proud of your religious commitments. Those statements would have been completely true and acceptable. False flattery was unnecessary. They should have recognized that Agrippus wouldn't punish them. After all, he was the one who cried upon reading the verse. False flattery is a cop-out. Rather than falsely flattering people, take the time to truly appreciate them. Each person is a beautiful reflection of the divine with unique gifts and abilities. Once you discover those gifts, you will have no need to caress their ego with obsequious praises. You will have more than enough real reasons to praise who they truly are. Every individual in this world is incredibly talented and special. Your task is to get to know people well enough to discover who they are and why they are here. May you take the time to get to know the people you meet, and may you never need to resort to false flattery, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Daft Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.